Heart Dam, you're listening to Frolicking Chronicles, a Frolic Inc. broadcast. recording already? I do have it on. Oh, awesome. Yeah. We're so excited. You can see Samantha's wearing her New Orleans Saints. We won today. We brought got my French Quarter earrings on. That's right. Mine are buried. Can you see them a little bit? Yeah. We got uh, the hat from the French Quarter up there. It was cool, though, when we picked up the pizza tonight. The guy said, thanks for beating Green Bay. <laughs> who dat? <laughs> who dat? Who dat? All right. So, we are revisiting a fun... I don't know. Say, I'm gonna say fun for the fear factor, fear and fun. Yes. Fun and fear. Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Wes Craven. It. And I can't remember. It just both of us kind of said we gotta do, we gotta cover this film. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? <laughs> We gotta cover this film this season. We did a whole run on Michael Myers, which of course we'll be revisiting again this season because oh, of that film Hall- that's come Halloween Kills comes yeah, out on October fifteenth. So, so we got a lot of movie dates this we season. We do, and I guess that kind of brings us to the point that this season, because we haven't been able to travel very much, is gonna be more pop culture and we are gonna be hitting more movies turned into or from books, I yes. guess. And then uh, just kind of our favorite spots and films and things that kind of make us giggle and laugh, like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> no. I have to, no, I have to laugh because it did. We, You guys will get to see a bit on the YouTube channel of our commentary video and then extended content on Patreon. So we're super excited to launch that this season as well. It's just a trip to rewatch these movies from our childhood. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. No! Well, not only are we rewatching these films, but as parents now. Oh, yeah. You know, we were 10 years old when Elm Street came out. I think we were discussing. We probably didn't see it until we were, we were 12 or 13 in, like, junior high. And we're going... Oh wow, like this is what we were watching back then. Right. Where my kids won't even watch a rated R or barely a PG thirteen film. Like and then Sophia I remember Eden. who our mother is. Yes. <laughs> but we love that because it's built character. It it has. At least I think so anyways. But what I do want to say is we are on trend. I don't know if I mentioned this already before in a previous podcast or what have you, but that Josh Gates, I never knew Josh Gates from oh, he's so cool. tonight. Our friends uh, were on an episode, yeah. which I still want to watch. But my point of bringing it up is we're on trend because he did this back in April, A Nightmare on Elm Street with Robert England. And that was so fun. Yeah. And so I feel validated that we have revisited 1984. Well, and I'm excited too because I feel like we have a little bit of that horror cred because I was a bit obsessed with him when we were in high school, Robert England that is, 
And we went to Disneyland kind of on a senior girls' day Yay. with our dance crew and met up with our best friend, Christina Holiday, who actually had a friend. Wasn't his name like Mario or something? He got like, back in the day when you could get people in for free. Oh, vaguely. Remember yeah. that? And then we all chipped in. There was probably like seven or eight of us, and we chipped in for those extra tickets that he couldn't cover. Anyways, if you visit my you. personal... Instagram, you'll see that on March 7th, 1992, I have a picture with Robert England himself. I think that is so cool. I just couldn't be more happy with that moment in my life. (laughs) Well, that you found the picture. Yes, because it did take me two hours in my crusty-ass garage. To find the pictures. I'm so so happy you found it. And guess what? (laughs) This was a film photo, and it's not blurry. There's nothing obnoxious about it. It It is just a very sweet... Yeah, and it was probably a one-and-done shot. Not like when we're like, let's get the perfect selfie and take... Nope, 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 nope. nope. Uh, Delete, delete, delete. Yeah, got it. So, anyway, so here we are with Nightmare on Elm Street. It is a warm day. Kind of refreshing right now in Huntington Beach because we were in Santa Ana earlier today. We were in Santa Ana. We were... uh, Shout out to OC Creep It Real and their event over at the Kellogg House, which turns out... Since we're um, also really incorporating our virtual book club. Yes. Our OG book club with Frolicking Gypsies way back in the day um, had a a nice, wonderful uh, mommy friend, mom friend, uh, Tracy Andrea. And it turns out the Kellogg house is her great, great grandpa's house. Which is so great. And she was messaging me when she saw our story. Let's just touch a little, like, fact here is that we have done a rebranding and a redoing Mm -hmm. of our name because we've gotten into other uh, facets of our company. And so we changed from frolicking gypsies because gypsies is derogatory. And so we decided to do a rebranding and go to Frolic Inc. Frolic with the K we've mentioned before. But just to kind of say, hey, we're cool with evolving. We're cool with, We're way you know, cool with evolving. And, you know, the whole learning. frolicking gypsies thing um, was, you know, something Tamantha had... I had frolicking because I really like the Victorian era and everything. And, yeah, it's and a great word. And gypsies actually, you know, kind of fit our vibe at the time. And but then almost as soon as we had it, well, our girlfriend Kat from Russia was like, "Oh, why gypsies?" Because you know, in Romania, it's not really on the up and up. And Europe people, people from Europe, um, they don't really glamorize it the way like they we don't do glamorize here in America. It in, in some aspects, it's it's like saying the N word. Oh, wow. That's, that's harsh. Uh, that's mm-hmm. harsh. Okay. Yeah. So, that being said, though, um, it's interesting to me, though, that we still really idolize pirates. Yes. Because to me, pirates and gypsies are the same difference, quite honestly. So, mm-hmm. it remains to be seen. Yeah. If you're identifying as a gypsy in America, like, we get it. Um, but for us, yeah, it was kind for of us, it to, was encompassing, to evolve into something For us, different. it encompassed more... Fun loving and uh, energy, yeah, the and whole vibe and soul. And, yes, yes. And so, but anyways, but we were okay with like, okay, let's move to Frolic Inc., which opened up a lot of different things for us. It did. Now mm-hmm. we're multimedia, and yes. so you can visit us on on the different platforms. As you mentioned in the last episode, I believe we talked about our TikTok at yes, Paranormal, Paranormal Cocktails. Cocktails. So you guys are, are are looking at a drink right now, which is. 
Uh, definitely inspired by my club days. Yes. Okay, let's get into the cocktail, guys. I know normally we'll get into we will get into Nightmare on Elm Street shortly, but it okay. is warm and I'm ready to sip it on It is warm. Drink. We chilled the glasses. We chilled the orange juice, which I had two oranges left in my fruit basket. So we, we are doing fresh orange juice. And it is a fuzzy navel because Ronnie loved this is her drink of choice. And from what I was reading, uh Deca- how do you say it? Decapers? Uh, French. French. What am I talking about? Okay, I'm just losing my mind right now. Uh, <laughs> I told I'm you it's warm out here today. Okay, let's back it up. Peach schnapps. Yes, peach schnapps. Decapers. I wish I would have looked at that a little closer. Oh, I don't know. I picked up. D-E-K-U-Y-P-E-R. Peach tree schnapps was inauspiciously released in the early fall of 1984. So when How we were kind of, I know. So I thought it was perfect for this evening, which was kind of off the cuff, because we had made something else really cool on Friday for the yes. cocktails. Hashtag segment. pumpkin pie, and it was a shot, and it is one that gets lit on fire, and it's super which awesome. We never so, did before. Even myself, as a bartender, had never torched anything. Which I'm kind of shocked that you've never done that because you got your bartending certificate in the 90s, like I a did. long time ago. But, you know, with slinging beers and Midori Sours, I don't Pretty know. Pretty much. Like anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Let anything me just tell you, that drink was super fun. We did it in my kitchen, and you can see it on TikTok. For myself, though, doing the taste test, which you can see on our Instagram, Instagram. Right I had to drive home like soon after because yeah. we got we're a little behind but schedule. But we ra- we rallied, we rallied a little behind schedule, but it's it a made, funny reel. It made for a good reel because <laughs> it was nighttime outside yeah. where normally we're doing things in the day. Oh, light! Well, and so, the reel of me taste testing yeah. it, but it made for a good TikTok because it was at night and we were able to turn the lights off yes, and you can actually and see, see the, the flame. flame and see the spark. Yeah, so, so that check was that fun. out. So check that out. But so tonight we just decided that we would do something a little back to your ode of club days in the nineties, which actually got popular in nineteen eighty four, which is a fuzzy navel. I love the fuzzy navel. Basically, it's orange juice and this peach schnapps liqueur. We did one and a half ounce to kind of balance out the not uh, not enough orange juice. Right. <laughs> we haven't tried it yet. But um, should we get a little starter? Yeah, please. Okay. Let's do this and let's cheers to. Wes Craven and his brilliance. Very cool. Okay, you have the glass with the chip. Okay. That's from our wedding, so I can't throw it out. But (gasps) yeah, so turn your glass just a little bit. I'm so nervous for you. No. See that little white spot? See that little yes, that's the chip, so don't put your mouth there. Okay. Perfection. That's good. That feels good on a summer night. Mm -hmm. Oh. I'm always hitting it because I'm not left-handed. Okay, that's yummy. I feel like we're getting vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Tamantha, that's really good. I actually really like that. That could now, be dangerous. Well, yes. <laughs> I don't know the alcohol content. I can look it up. But I want to say I'm just pleasantly surprised because that was I'm just... I'm so happy because she was the Midori Sour all the time at the club and I was the yes. Fuzzy Navel. Now, sis, do tell, though, about the Fuzzy Navel... A well, little bit in depth about the, the way it was popular with bartenders. Okay, I just want to just get into my notes here. So, okay, let's see. The bartenders in an, effort, in an effort to turn around sagging sales on the heels of a wave of anti-alcohol sentiment, which this is from nypost.com. Um, much 
of it driven by concerns about drunk driving. Executives at National Distillers asked him to help develop a lighter, sweeter, lower proof product. So this was the gentleman is in question is Earl LaRoe, a flavor scientist for National Distillers. Why not peach liqueur, he thought. De Kemper, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, peach tree schnapps was inauspiciously released in early fall of 1984, two years after the first wave of fruity schnapps had hit the American market to dis- to dissent success. These products, like National Distillers' new 48-proof, crystal-clear, naturally-flavored peach cordial, were quite different from the historically dry schnapps. And it goes on to say... Um, let me see. At the time, whenever they were rolling out a new product, Jack Doyle, an executive at National Distillers, would have his buddy Ray Foyle come into their Park Avenue office to offer some thoughts. One-time joke writer Johnny Carson, a longtime bartender, the nonsense folly was managing the manor, a multi-room restaurant and wedding vet venue in West Orange, New Jersey, that sold more liquor than any other venue in the state. If folly liked something, National Distillers knew he could help move a lot of it quickly. Uh, for day-to-day drinks, you can't be doing those stupid cocktails with 14 ingredients, five of them organic, too. You can only get on a Wednesday, Polly tells me. He was and still is a firm believer in creating simple cocktails that a bartender can produce repeatedly in high volume. So that's, to I, me, the strength, yes, the right? inspiration of it, Doyle sure. liked it and jo- joked, uh, still smell the fuzz of the peach, which I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And then I think it goes on to say, and I'm, I don't want to read this all to you guys, but when I find the little piece, but it says, like, where else can you buy a bottle for, like, $5? And the, Oh, here we go. Fuzzy navels were also cheap, as Petri was only about $5 a bottle. The days of acquiring a taste for alcoholic drinks are over. So, long gone the sidecar in your Manhattan. Everything. Long Island iced tea. We, yeah, we wanted the fruity stuff. The baby boomers have a sweet tooth and want instant gratification. <laughs> I'm not really a boomer, but... No, you know, we are not. I do like the sweet where Tamantha yeah. likes the savory. Or the sour. She likes a lot of drinks with like, lemon. Yeah, but I'm not going to turn down a um, a good bourbon drink like a sure, sour sure. But um, or old fashioned actually. But some of the drinks in the '80s were like called silk panties and sex oh, on the yeah. beach, and they were naughty in the '80s. Yeah. And by the way, when you watch the '80s horror, slow, comfortable screw. I mean, come on, what man. is happening? Men were the ones designing those names. That folly dude. What's going on here? Yeah. Anyways, sure. okay. So this article is on NewYorkPost.com, and I just thought that was really interesting, but I won't. All right, shall we? Two pages of a right. internet article. But check it out. I think it makes perfect sense. And by the way, it still feels very much like summer. It's September, uh, and we're getting ahead of all of our yes. um, season two things. I just want to say that Aaron Goldfarb, May 10th, 2018. How crude sexed up cocktails wound up defining a decade of drinking. That's the name of the article. So, there See, you have it. 1984. Which talks about, like, the 80s horror was, I think, a blend of campy and crudeness. What did you say? I, yes. Well, heck, one of the fun facts you were saying was the color of Freddie's sweater was green and red or what have you. And it was because the eye didn't like those colors together, like, couldn't connect them. So it messed with your brain. (laughs) I don't remember saying that. <laughs> oh, maybe it was on the documentary. <laughs> it might have been on the documentary. 
So, all things Freddy Krueger today. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, Wes Anderson named the character after his childhood bully that used to beat him up. Wow. So, most of the movies he has, a character name has either like Fred, Freddy, Krueger, you know, Infamous bully? Yes. And I was kind of struggling with Freddy Krueger on how we... He's kind of like the villain, you know. He's like epically, you know, wonderful with this one-handed glove and the knives. And in this documentary that we watched on YouTube, it kind of leaned into that not only was he a serial killer of children, but he was a child molester too, which made me really conflicted. Like, whoa, have we, do we been really like, want to do an episode and glamorize this, this guy? Yeah, but then turns out the more Samantha and I read into it, in the script, he was described as a serial uh, child siller, serial killer and then molester, but they ended up taking the molester part out by the time the movie was. So even though he was hurting children, I don't know why I felt better, like, digging pretty I, I do. That. I'm not necessarily for capital punishment, but I appreciate that the neighborhood got together to get this guy. Mm, well, you know, the pitchforks and the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street comes out. It ends up being a huge hit. Yes. And it was coming off the heels of, you know, Halloween in 1978. Um, so good. Jason, right? Friday the 13th. And Wes Craven. Actually, I was surprised, at, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he said he did not start making films till he was 30. Like, he decided it was right. something he was that actually... he wanted to try. And he did the Hills Have Eyes and the House on the Left, which I believe I own those DVDs. Are you talking about Wes Anderson? Or Wes Craven. Wes Craven, sorry. Not Wes Anderson. That's the other one we That's the other one we really Yes, he's not horror movies. No. Yeah, but there are two. How funny. There's two S's we love. Like, we really love We really love Wes Anderson. We need to name somebody Wes. Yeah. So, Wes Craven. Craven, yes. Did Nightmare on Elm Street. And what was interesting to me in listening to the documentary is... He kind of decided, or he used to have bad nightmares and stuff. And so he, you know, wanted to kind of create a film. And some studios turned it down, like, no, that's not really scary enough. But he thought, what do you mean? This well, is how great, is it not This scary? is a great hook. Everybody has nightmares, which is why I feel everybody associates with sure. Nightmare on Elm Street. And also, I would say Freddy Krueger. Okay. I do have a love of Michael Myers because the simplicity of a jumpsuit so and effective. just a mask and a nice big blade. So effective. Okay. But Freddy's pretty stylized. He is. You got the sweater. Right. You have the knife glove that he could the make. The fedora. Yeah. The and, by the way, did you catch that in the documentary, how the fedora came to be? Okay. I feel like, yes, but I was painting my Madame Teo design. And well, I do remember. tell us. Okay. So, Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson, Wes Craven, sorry guys. That must mean I need to watch Moonrise Kingdom <laughs> or something. It's like in my soul. Little Pest Hotel. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay, uh -huh. back to Wes Craven. Wes Craven had to stay home, I think, because he was not feeling good or something like that from school. Or he was in his oh, yes. bedroom. And he, he was looking out his window and he saw this old guy walking probably drunk he said was walking with he had the fedora hat on freddie's hat was exactly the hat of a man who had scared me when i was a little kid who uh, i think was a drunk walking down the street 
So he stopped and went over to the window and just looked at Wes Craven as a little boy. He just somehow knew I was there. And he stopped and he looked right at me and just held that. I was just scared the shit out of me. So it's he, almost like that lurky. He added the hat because that scared that him so It scared him so much that old man was wearing that hat. And so he added that element to Freddy Krueger. So you there you go. Yeah. Almost like a Taylor Swift vibe, right? I mean, because it's like influenced by real life events for him. The bully had a, you know, childhood bully uh, made cre- helped create the name Freddy Krueger. And then this old man that actually scared him as a little boy had the Fendora hat. And then there you go. The green and red sweater which are actually Christmas colors so that's kind I of know. interesting that it worked so well in the film yeah. and then the knife and Freddie actually creates that glove which I thought there you go in the 80s it was really popular to have that one-handed glove you know there's well, a pop star also that was accused of some things well also too it was said that the reason they liked the uh, knife Freddy glove Cooper's is because glove. it was something the, the villain, Freddy, could create in the boiler room on his own. West had a vision sort of in his mind of what it could do, but not how it was. He made the suggestion that it needs to be something that the guy could make himself with the things that you find in a boiler room. I did a sketch, a side view sketch of what the whole thing would look like, just to work out the geometry, how's this thing going to move, where the rivets need to be, how's it attached to the glove. And then I handed the work off to Lou Carlucci and Charlie Bellardinelli, who were two of my guys, to actually build the glove itself. We wanted to use a commercially available knife. And this little Echo steak knife was the most brutal looking thing. Reground, remounted on the glove to make those long talons. I remember the first time Robert tried the glove on. First thing he did was cut himself, like everybody did, because we didn't realize that if you folded your fingers all the way, the knives went into your wrist. But then he sort of looked at Wes and got that smile on his face and went... And he keep kind of make that a weapon and murderous weapon and <laughs> how did we not play that up in at JV high school if any of our uh alumni are listening back in the day at JV high there used to be a boiler room in the center of our quad and yeah. it was like quite the Everybody competition to, to paint paint which it class was gonna paint it and you know and in one year our class of 92 as yeah. sophomores they went all out and my husband was part of that and boy, those seniors were pissed that year, and they went all green and white, and because green was our our no, sophomore color, it wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was our freshman year, and it was yellow. That was the whole like upset about it. Oh, then we upset them twice, yeah. back to back, mm-hmm. because Eric did it when we were sophomores, wow. and it was quite okay. a scandal. So well, let us go. know. We remember exactly, you know, schools and boiler rooms. And we were all so sad that they tore down the boiler room and then put in a grass pad in there, but that's actually was better for sitting in space because our school was had a lot of kids a lot of kids it used to be a college it's actually really cool if you're it's ever in great. Ontario it's actually been featured in Thrasher on the unders I don't know if they actually had legal status to be <laughs> but uh JB High School is pretty amazing architecturally um takes up a whole block from mm-hmm. Front to back, side to side. I mean, pretty epic. Yeah, it's a film location for sure. Yeah. So, Tamantha and I um, sat and watched the film together. together which is cool because a lot of times we'll watch things on our own in preparation for the podcast. And Ronnie had her candy bar all set up. Her, <laughs> all her. I was um, really proud of that. You should be. You should be. And I'm sorry if I stole some of your joy in that because I was like, wait, where's the. 
Because I a charcuterie board okay, that you so, talked about. So, <laughs> in my world, I created a, a movie theater snack charcuterie board, and T was like, "Where's the meat and cheese? <laughs> I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. Sweet and savory." Yeah, but it it did look it looked amazing. It was really it awesome. Look, I yeah. think we lost our music. No, there it is again. Mm-hmm. The black screen. In the back. Yeah. That's playing on my Okay, so do you know that in 2010, Freddy Krueger was actually nominated as, like, the best villain? I'm going to get you... I'm going to read it. I'm going to say as he should be, because you know what? I, I The more I've learned about Freddy Krueger, the scary... Yeah. Or he is He become. actually was voted the best villain, formerly most vile villain. And he is vile. I mean, his really? makeup and his... I mean, the flesh burning off, and that's really... Well, in the commentary video, I hope you guys will all watch it on YouTube. Um, it's our first one, where we're, and I'm excited because we're going to be doing a Dune one, too. Um, that's I a whole know. other thing. But on that video, I was talking somewhere where I said they had Dow's Robert England in, like, KY Jelly, and I got a little bit confused from the documentary. So... I caught that they doused him in the KY jelly, and I thought they actually lit him on fire. Like, he had done his own stunts. But I actually got that mixed up. So this is what happens when you have three kids, and you're doing a bunch of things, and you have it on in the background. We're always doing That's how rumors get started. So, KY jelly, yes, was a thing. But it was for the scene where he, like, rips his face off. And that was grossing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that scene? I did, Okay. Yeah. So, there was an actual stunt guy. And his name was, and hopefully I get it right, Anthony Chichere, which is actually spelled... Chichere. Yes, which is actually spelled like C-E-C-R-E. And they were so impressed by that fire scene because he's doused with fire. They never witnessed anybody who was like in a, on fire for that long as a stuntman. He was like... Rolled down the stairs, got up, went back up the stairs, this dude and thrived. That was his talent. That was his skill set. He went right? to he do a lot of to different do the films. fire. I think he was like in Minority Report. He was in like a, like a lot of different films that, unless I researched him for this, I wouldn't have even known yeah. how successful that stuntman. So also had in become. the documentary when you talk about stunts or whatever. Remember when Freddy Krueger came out and all of a sudden his arms like, oh, stretched out? And it, in we the were, I was laughing so hard. I was like, that looks so dorky. Plastic Man. Like, you said Plastic oh Man. God, Plastic and Plastic Man, Man was a cool But then I felt a little... I still had that. I felt a little bad because they worked so hard on it. Their prop department <laughs> in the documentary using like fishing poles and like exaggerate his Did they? Out. That's how they did it? I, that's what... Yeah, that's what I think I heard this morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of so awesome. because they really didn't have a huge movie budget, so I'm gonna give them points for creativity and making something out of nothing because I really think that is it is pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, come on, nowadays our um, audiences are so sophisticated, but a lot of things are CGI, and these guys are like super yes, talented. There was no CGI back then; they had to come yeah. up, and even when Freddie comes out. I had a feeling you're gonna bring that up. Yeah. On the on the bed, yeah. and it looks like he's in rubber or got rubberized. But the guy said, "Like the wall oh, coming to life." Let me run out to the store and get this new stuff called spandex, and that's what they use. It's actually the prop guy in there, not actually Freddie, um, not Robert England. Mm-hmm. And so they do that piece, and it and it worked. It was amazing. So the movie runs about an hour and a half long. I think it's totally worth. Rewatching, 
Um, I mean, I haven't got through all the Nightmare on Elm Streets myself personally. I haven't, but you know what? I mean, you talk about a franchise, right? Obviously, I, I like bringing up the Conjuring franchise because it's more recent. and um, But they kind of, even with... Well, Jason, Friday the 13th to me got like two. It didn't make like 13 of those or something crazy. But anyways, I'm just saying Somewhere that... Somewhere Freddy and Jason end up in space. I remember hearing something about that. And I don't think movies ever do well once they get into space. Once they get to that level, I think that's too much. But what I was going to say is... I do want to kind of revisit 2, 3, and 4, because I do have them on DVD. Do you really? Because I want it in a Halloween like giveaway or oh, something. Oh, nice. And our but nephew is super obsessed with Freddy Krueger, by the way. Lizzie, let us Elijah. know. Elijah, let us know. I, I want to know the fascination. Where's that fandom? Where's that coming from? Because there was a girl today dressed. Did you see her? No, I didn't. She was like um, sexily dressed as Freddy. It was cool, but not but not overly slutty or anything. Like it was. Oh, you said overly slutty. No, I'm saying it was. It was just she was very stylized. So she had more of a thinner sweater, and it was cropped, and it had a V neck, and then she had this really cool black bra underneath, and then she had some fishnet. Did you get a picture? No, because I I'm thought that would be hashtag. weird if I asked her for a picture. You know, plus we remember it was so I don't hot. Know, sometimes I, I was thirsty. I mean, okay. I will say, OC Creepy World, if you're ever listening to this, I'm a family of five, and we went to this um, event today, and I was planning on having lunch there with my family because my daughter's birthday was yesterday. Right. So, yes, you know, she's a 9 11 birthday. And so, yeah, my husband, we're all foodies. So, we were. Tempted to get into the Rad Coffee line, but for us, it's just a city or so away. So I told my family, like, let's just go to the shop at some point. And so we get into another food truck line, and we get up to the front, and they don't have any drinks. The I, event I had only know. been open. So the event started at noon. We weren't even in, in line. We were like, maybe it was 1.30? 1.40 at the most. And the food truck was already out of drinks. So that was kind of a buzzkill. I'm going to say we didn't really recover after that. And I'll tell you who saved us today. Bob Gurr. <gasps> Bob Gurr. <laughs> Bob Gurr was epic. And we just happened to stumble upon his yeah. little section. And Ernie from uh, Haunt OC. OC Haunts. OC Haunts. Haunted OC. Haunted OC. Haunted Orange County. Haunted Orange County. Haunted Orange County. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we know he's doing really great things yeah. um, in the community. So anyways, I di- we didn't really bounce back from that. Um... Mostly because the event was from 12 to 6, mm-hmm. and I just thought to myself, that explains when we got there, when we were parking, we had already seen people leaving. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they were leaving to go get drinks or, like, eat off-site and then been, come back. Because it was a warm day today in Santa Ana. I mean, yeah. I think it was near 87. But, man, their scare actors maybe. were awesome. Oh, I got scared just waiting to go in. Yeah, they had the sliders. Uh-huh. Um, I think the not scary from crew must have been there or something because it was. Oh, I'm sure they had. And then of course it was always pals? fun because we were running into our pals from summer spook nights, and it's. Just, I always love when the vendors Even on the way out. The oh, they were so. Oh, cute. Daniel, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> hey, Charlie, what's up? Hey, Charlie. <laughs> I don't know. And Sarah. I'm just saying, and then the kids are like, "We're just thirsty." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, like. We, we were, they we were needed nice. a drink. I hope they we did well. Drink. They I had a good corner. Well. They had a lot of nice Yeah, I'll tell you what. That um, property is pretty big. And I love the way they decorated it because I've, I've been barely learning about beef netting. And we did that at the last summer. Spooky beef Nights netting? What is beef netting? How we created that, um, talk about spandex fabric. It kind of stretches out and you kind of make these cuts and it makes these big like holes and it kind of looks like spider webs. 
So we oh, have yeah. that on Chafee Garcia House right now. What I loved about this one, that they had it on their actual iron gate when you were coming in. Mm -hmm. I thought that was yeah, super effective. Yeah, I think effective. I got a little picture of that, too. Yeah, I think they had over 100 vendors there today. So some of those spots were nice because the trees are mature. And if you caught yourself in the shade with a little bit of a breeze, it was really wonderful. Can't deny the talent it's, of a lot of those artists. It was beautiful. It just was really warm and without having some refreshments accessible it was really hard. yeah i if i had i thought about that we would have brought all our hydros only in. because two i live about 19 minutes from yes, there and the i have a pool we were planning you know the kids are planning to swim and i have refreshments even though we stopped to get sodas because i don't have a, i didn't have a lot of sodas so yeah my kids like the soda when it's a my, Sunday, well, Sophia went to college. Type day. normally we have sprite and ginger ale when she's home but she left and so i'm a lacroix girl usually because it's also a great alcohol mixer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so. I'm so impressed with the horror community in general. I mean, I believe a lot of us have each other's backs. And, yeah, so a shout-out to our horror I community. Did, I did get I a picture, though, them. with the Freddy Krueger that was walking around. Oh, did you? Yeah, well, you'll he, have to he was that. near the people that were out smoking. He walked past me as I was checking in. And then I walked back after nice. I got I said, oh, I don't mean to disrupt your smoke break. But may I have a picture, you know. So, yeah, he obliged. So, I, I don't know how it turned out or not, but I'm going to tell you, those great. guys um, okay, in, in makeup today, yes. warm, bravo. I almost wish I would have had cash on me. Oh, to tip them? To tip them. Because maybe that can become a thing where people maybe start tipping. Maybe they should have, like, actors. little pins with their Venmos. Oh, that's a great idea. And then, then you can just... Guys, if there's it. any scare actors listening to this, you guys should do that. Because people mm -hmm. like us would tip you. Because we know, like... There's they a reason why me. we don't go full face on some of the stuff that we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't today, I mean, we are we have our Saints gear on, but mm -hmm. I was I have a Saints jersey that's cute. Uh, I looked at it and I said, I there's no way I'm wearing that this afternoon. Right. You know, it's just I, I was a little I was, bummed I couldn't find my. Cool I was breeze. sweating just t-shirt, looking at it. Yeah. So I have my tank on, and again, well, I, and and Samantha has some pretty big like. Florida Lee swag, like metal necklaces and I stuff, you're and you're not wearing that. It's like, what's Oh, that's so funny. I was like, where's she going with <laughs> I do mean, have a nice collection, though. The, the bling. Of, you know. <laughs> do you see where my mind went? Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's the 80s pop culture. Too. Yes, well, after all bit. those cocktails yeah. that we just mentioned. <laughs> well, and we grew up on Elvira, so you we know. We did. Oh, I know. She's like on. Amazon Prime or Netflix, I don't know. There's a couple. Um, that's just that, that always just brings us back. Yeah, but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think if oh oh wait wait, we didn't even mention Johnny Depp. Oh my gosh! I okay, mean, who, that was like who his is making that number ten football shirt? Like we need those. Yeah. So, also because our birthday is ten ten. So we need it. I don't know if I need the crop top version of his jersey because I need to work out. <laughs> and I say that in jest because it, this is just my unless my skirt's gonna come up high. That could that would be cute. That would yeah the high shorts I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah okay so Johnny Depp that was his first real acting gig I guess he hadn't really acted before. According to one of the documentaries I watched, he was so and cute. He was they such a thought, in that movie. Listen, he almost wasn't cast until I think Wes Craven's daughter or whoever was doing the casting. And my daughter and her friend said, "Dad, Johnny Depp." 
Oh, he's sexy. He's so sexy. He's a dreamboat. Sexy and hot and good looking. His was so it's definitely pre-21 Jump Street. I think so. For sure. Shall I Google it? You should Google it. Uh, Johnny Depp, first of all, he plays the boyfriend who lives across the street. And Nancy Thompson is the main uh, character heroine after... um, which was really great. I, w- I will say that one of the things I was impressed with about Wes Craven is that he said, oh, it always seems like it's the damsel in distress and the woman's like trying to run away from the, the villain. But really, he's, if you watch it, you realize that he is identifying the woman as the hero and as the clever one. Well, and Nancy wanted- Thompson was really intelligent. They wanted somebody smart. Mm-hmm. That looks smart. That could yeah. battle Freddy Krueger. And she does. Because where... He can attack you in your dream state. If he's pulled out into the real realm, he has all the normal human vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's still reading over there to see. I am. I'm seeing something about Debt Mary Gloria and Allison, who worked as a makeup artist while he struggled as a musician. Allison had her friend, the actor Nicholas Cage, arrange for Debt to audition with director Wes Craven, and Debt made. His film debut as a teenager eaten by his own bed in A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Yes. That's so crazy. And by the way, did you know there was restrictions? But he divorced Alice in the following year. <laughs> Wait, Johnny Depp was married to Alice? Yeah. What? <laughs> I only remember him and Winona. That was a romance I wish But I don't that think that they, they got married. No, I, they didn't get married. They yeah. were engaged. It was 21 Jump Street. Okay, so then Depp's professional break came in 1987 with the premiere of 21 Jump Street. So three years after. The series. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. We, when our parents bought their house in um, Ranch Cucamonga, in our dining area, which was kind of like a family room at first, um, there was that fake brick wall. Oh, until, gosh. Until this day, Dad regrets that before he ripped it off, he didn't spray paint on their 21 Jump Street. <laughs> and send us a picture. You met our dad. He's that would have been the funniest He's thing. He's so fun. He our dad that. is fun. He is fun. He regrets it. He actually has, like, <laughs> legit regret. Now I'm going to look at red brick and just want to spray paint 21 yeah, exactly. Jump Street on it. It's so epic. So, Johnny Depp, really amazing. Um... Obviously, he he didn't really stay in the horror genre because he went on... I mean, some things seemed kind of eerie, like Sweeney Todd, but he really didn't stay... Oh, yeah, some of the Tim Burton things mm-hmm. were... Yeah, that Sweeney Todd is pretty creepy. Right. I mean, the idea behind it. Yeah. London Dungeon makes a good fun London of that. London Dungeon yeah. good on that, yeah. So, Johnny Depp, he is so cute. I think when you listen to our video commentary, you mentioned it several times. <laughs> I have a type. You have a type. <laughs> he... He's not necessarily my type, but he's, I recognize cuteness. <laughs> I don't know. Do I? You know, I don't you know if I actually have a type, to be sis, honest. Sis, I'll tell you, you recognize charm and you recognize kindness. And I think yeah. that's what eludes off of Johnny Depp, right? There's it appeal really to does. that. It does, even though he, he dropped the ball and fell asleep. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah. But isn't that like most And he had like... I'm the not hating on men. I just know that my husband falls and... asleep all the time. My son Jaden falls asleep all the time. Logan and Betty also. I'm usually driving solo, and they're all asleep. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, they just go. So like they tonight, just fall asleep. Are you driving like, so home tonight? If I drive and home, and everybody's taking they a nap, they will all crash out. Yeah, they will all fall asleep. So for me, I like, always it's, try and stay awake for the driver. Men, 
I always Fall try asleep. and make, yeah, but you're but a I woman. will ask, but I would ask permission or like, Hey, do you mind? Oh, like I did the other day. Can I just take, I'm gonna take a 15 you minute power, that, and that was power sleep. nap. And because I'm so accustomed to my kids and it's true. She was like, Oh yeah, no big deal. They always sleep. They always me. sleep. But it's also too, cause we're getting up earlier cause I have to drive my kids further and then, you know, that we're in traffic for 45 minutes. Just so to get home I mean, it, I'm, yeah, I mean, that's smart to get sleep when you can. Why not? Yeah. So poor Johnny, by the way. The scene where the girl dies, the blood, the blood, the blood. They actually had to cut back on how much blood they were using. Oh, because of the... They thought it was too much. or whatever it's called. And some of that blood, when it's like... And it's going up on the ceiling, it was inspired by The Shining, which is the book we're reading right now. Oh, yeah, the elevator scene. Yes, I can't wait till you finish that book, sis, because I can't wait to talk about it. Yes, I know. I just finished it last week, and I'm very excited about it. I wish I had more time to read, because I actually do enjoy it more. I do have a job that allows me some time to read. My job does not allow me to read. (laughs) And it's football season, so while Paxton's watching football, I'm going to be reading and doing my other stuff. That's smart. Actually, this morning, that's how the studio got all set up, was because he was watching football already, and I was, you know, doing my own thing. So, maybe football will be a blessing. No, I don't know. But we, we will watch it when the Saints, yeah, we were, you know. In well, the, our chat, we didn't get the, well, I couldn't get it on the radio. I did try. But then I had the app, so that kind of helped me out. But, yeah, it's hard to fit it in. Like, you know, the Saints just don't know our schedule. Maybe they should. <laughs> we need to print the game schedule. <laughs> the NFL needs to go. My frolic game. Just kidding. Yes. That's good. Yeah. All right, so Freddy Krueger, you guys, is he your favorite villain or... Right, and who is your tell. 80s favorite villain? And I have an appreciation for Freddy Krueger. I, I don't think I... I never put him on the pedestal, per se, but he's part of our childhood. He is part of our childhood. There is childhood nostalgia there with there Freddy really Krueger. is. Yeah, and I will say, like, I remember sitting there watching the film... And our Uncle Richard was really irritated. (laughs) That's going to mark your soul. Your mama allows you to watch that? We're like, yeah. (laughs) But then you just watch a lot of good things or do your other stuff and it counteracts it, in my opinion. So I think, you know, it's just fun. Actually, there's some scientific studies saying that people who uh, kind of watch horror flicks are more resilient in some ways because we know how to channel our emotion and reactions i don't know something like that wow i'm not a doctor don't quote me i just remember reading and hearing something about okay, that okay but that is kind of curious uh-huh. though because if you think about mom's childhood and then that was her escapism right well, and they survive especially if the the victim survivor there's a battle right like nancy you know mm-hmm. beats freddy krueger even though they set it up for a franchise yes all right. Okay, the fuzzy navel guys. <laughs> it got yes. a little pulpy at the end, which I don't, which I don't mind actually. Well, that's extra vitamin C. I told I like you I didn't strain it. I love it. I mean, I like pulp. <laughs> usually, usually pack. I usually do not have the pulp. I'll strain strain it, or if I buy it in the bottle at the store, it will get pulp free. So but hot damn, hot damn, girl, Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger. If you if you're eighties child or a child of the eighties. He, he has to be a staple yeah. in your life. He really does. Cheers. Happy October. Happy October. <laughs>